good to have you here on the latest Urantia podcast. My name is Jim Watkins, and uh, we're going to talk about some pretty fascinating stuff this time up. Uh, the recording date of this podcast is July 4th, which is the, of course, Independence Day in America. And so it brings up the subject naturally about liberty, what true liberty is, what false liberty is. Uh, especially now with a lot of the racial discussion going on, uh, not only here in the United States, but around the world. So liberty is a, is a word that is in the common vernacular. So we're going to talk about that on Durantia Radio, the podcast. And we're going to hear what the revelators have to say about liberty. I love that song. That's Roxy Music. Avalon, which also happens to be the name, I think, of uh, Avalon is mentioned in the Arantia book. You know what I should do? I should turn that into a contest, okay? Anyone who um, can correctly identify what the name Avalon means in the Arantia book, uh, if you email me at urantiabookradio at gmail.com, urantiabookradio at gmail.com, and if you uh, if you send me the answer, uh, and it's the correct answer, I will not only mention your name <laughs> as having the correct answer, but I'll also buy a book in your honor and donate it to uh, a stranger. How's that? I'll buy a book in your honor, and I will give it to a stranger and expand the revelation even more. So anyway, uh, what is Avalon? Okay, there we go. So we're talking about true and false liberty, and I'm listening tonight. Of course, again, recorded on this date, July 4th, 2020. Welcome. My name is Jim Watkins. If you've just stumbled upon us on iTunes or Spotify or Anchor or any of the other uh, podcasts or perhaps even on TalkStream Live where they have us listed in their paranormal uh, segment on podcasts, we welcome you. This is first and foremost a podcast about the fifth epical revelation, which is a revelation of new truth, which was delivered on this planet uh, in the mid-30s and then published as in book form. Uh, the Urantia Papers, also commonly known as the Urantia Book, which is comprised of uh, about 2,000 pages of revelatory information about the origins, purpose, and destiny of not only humankind, but of life itself. And so if you can think of the uh, immersive scope of all that that would contain, uh, we thank you. But we are sharing a revelation here, and the revelation is is uh, just absolutely amazing. And uh, now more than ever relevant. I mentioned this in the last podcast, but I heard my, uh, my good friend Dennis Prager men- mentioning he writes a lot of great books about old Judeo history, uh, Judeo-Christian history. And he was talking specifically about the Ten Commandments. And he mentioned, he said, if the Ten Commandments aren't relevant, then who cares? And he's right. Uh, And so by the same vein, by the same token, I would say to you that the Urantia book is relevant only if it can help us and offer insight as to how to navigate through these, uh, these torrential waters, really, of the modern day. We are going through... 
Uh, no question, the uh, civilization is on the brink of discovery. A quote from the Arantia book. And we are, uh, you know, exploring new waters of societal evolution. But I think we know what the plan is. I mean, ultimately, the plan is to become enlightened, to reach that point maybe 10,000 years from now or longer where we reach that age of uh, light and life as all evolutionary worlds are destined to do because God is trying to express himself in the most perfect way that he can through experience, right? So we know that God is existentially perfect. The supreme being is experientially perfect. So God wants to achieve every possible experience through every possible manner, through his entirety of creation. He wants to experience it not only firsthand, but secondhand, through our eyes, through our lives, both. And so he resides in us through his mystery monitor, thought adjuster, spirit, and takes notes while we live, guiding us, if we wish, if we consent, along the way, be you perfect even as I am perfect. That is the commandment going out. The eternal son has the same commandment. Christ Michael, Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth, be you perfect even as I am perfect. I have seen the Father. He who has seen me has seen the Father. He who has seen me has seen the Father. The Father delights in the life and the experience of his children. And that's why we're here, right? So that's why we're in 2020, America. God wants to know what it's like to live in America in 2020. God wants to know what it's like to live on your ranch in 2020, through all of us, through every single pair of eyes that he has created. He who has an eye, can he not see? It's one of my favorite quotes. So it's 4th of July, and we're talking about liberty in the United States. And so I wanted to pull up paper 54 and just kind of share with you a couple of paragraphs on true and false liberty, uh, because we know from the writings in the Arantia book that true liberty is about cosmic realization and connectedness. We, we each, through our own life, uh, are serving the greater good of God. But we do it through the contributions of our own unique nature. But as long as free will is allowed and we choose good, truth, beauty, and good, we're on the right path. It's when we start getting all muddled up and, well, you let's, let's just read through a couple of these and you'll see what I'm saying. True and false liberty. This is paper 54, uh, paragraph 1, section 1. Of all the perplexing problems growing out of the Lucifer Rebellion, Lucifer believed in false liberty. He believed that everybody should be allowed to do whatever they wanted. That there was no higher authority, that there was no God, there was no deity to which we would all eventually become embraced with. That this was all a fiction created by his sons so that they could maintain power. That was the essence of the Lucifer Rebellion, as says the Arantia book, some 250,000 years ago, when 
as we know in the Bible, there was a, quote, war in heaven. To give you a frame of reference. So starting over again, <clears throat> when we talk about true and false liberty, because in the Arantia book, the Lucifer Rebellion presents the best opportunity for us, uh, especially in our modern age, to understand and distinguish between what is true and what is false liberty. So we're celebrating our liberty in the United States. That liberty is the liberty of uh, codifying through law the right for each individual to seek self-expression and do it under the protection of law. And the distinguishment is that each person is allowed to find truth on his own. That's how I perceive it to be. We live in a country where human beings have been granted the right even though the state doesn't give you the right, because that is something that is endowed by your creator, the state also doesn't prohibit you from self-determination. And so that would be, I, I believe, would be true liberty, because you're really truly, I mean, you know, in the same system, uh, or circumstance, we know that God does wants us to love him willingly. He doesn't coerce us into loving him or worshiping him or following in his path if it's not genuine you know as a kid i used to always get angry at my parents because they would tell me take the trash out it's tuesday night right and i would get so angry because i you know if they have to tell me to do it then it's not something that's genuine what i learned was to just take the trash out earlier before they had a chance to worry about whether i was going to take out the trash but you get my point It's when you're willing to do it, it means more. When worship comes freely, when we worship uh, God because we desire to know him, oh, you know, there's magic in the air. That's what he wants. He doesn't want anyone, just like we don't want our children to, you know, feel compelled to love us. That's not love. So, number one, true and false liberty, paper 5411. Of all the perplexing problems going out of the Lucifer Rebellion, none has occasioned more difficulty than the failure of immature evolutionary mortals to distinguish between true and false liberty. True liberty is the quest of the ages and the reward of evolutionary progress. False liberty is the subtle deception of the error of time and the evil of space. Enduring liberty is predicated on the reality of justice intelligence, maturity, fraternity, and equity. Liberty is self-destroying or is a self-destroying technique of cosmic existence when it is motivated by unintelligent, unconditioned, and is uncontrolled. True liberty is progressively related to reality and is ever regardful of social equity, cosmic fairness, universe fraternity, and divine obligations. Liberty is suicidal when divorced from material justice, intellectual fairness, social forbearance, moral duty, and spiritual values. Liberty is non-existent apart from cosmic reality, and all personality reality is proportional to its divinity relationships. That's a quite a bit to sort of have to digest, but I guess the, you know, to me, liberty is is only valid if it serves not just me, but the greater good, 
But by the same token, if liberty is simply about exploring one's own needs uh, in contradistinction to what else is going on, then it becomes, well, it's not really liberty, it's selfish. As it says, liberty is suicidal when divorced from material justice, intellectual fairness, social forbearance, moral duty, and spiritual values. When someone comes to me and says, I have a right to be immoral, yeah, well, perhaps not. Liberty is non-existent apart from cosmic reality. Liberty has to exist within the framework of that which is. And you can kind of apply that to a bunch of different circumstances, but it also has to do about taking responsibility for one's own actions. Unbridled self-will and unregulated self-expression equal unmitigated selfishness, the acme of ungodliness. Unbridled self-will and unregulated self-expression equal unmitigated selfishness. Liberty without the associated and ever-increasing conquest of self is a figment of egoistic mortal imagination. Self-motivated liberty is a conceptual illusion, a cruel deception. License masquerading in the garments of liberty is the forerunner of abject bondage. You see where it's sort of headed here. Uh, And you're going to have to take a lot of interpretation out of this because if I step into that pool, uh, you know, I may not be able to climb out of it. Let's just say that, you know, let he who has an ear... Uh, let him hear. But I'll conclude with this line, 54, section 1, paragraph 7. Even wisdom is divine and safe only when it is cosmic in scope and spiritual in motivation. And I think that's where it, it, it ends best, spiritual and motivation. Always look to the motivations of the individual. Therein lies whether what they're doing is good or not, whether it is based on false liberty or true liberty. That's a tough one, but it's something that we're talking about, uh, you know, on this day as we celebrate America's liberty. And I think that's where we'll leave it today, but it's uh, always good to catch up with you. And, you know, the important thing I think in all of this is that we uh, tend to get so caught up in our own time. Uh, we, We tend to think of everything in the now, but we don't realize that this is all going to pan out over eons of time. Uh, we're going to get to that point uh, in our existence where we understand why we had to go through what we're going through. So let's leave it there and let's just try to uh, have faith that the most highs of Adentia have our best intentions at heart and that all of this is about, again, experiencing and the Father's desire to experience life through us and with us, a part of us, in partnership with us. 